name is Gabriela Santiago Romero, and I'm running for Detroit City Council in District 6. Please share your Detroit background and relationship to Detroit. Your history of being a Detroiter. So I'm originally from Mexico. I was born in Puerto Vallarta, but I grew up in Southwest Detroit. I actually still live in the same house that I grew up in since I was six years old. I came to the States when I was one, came to Detroit when I was two. I think like many people during that time, we came to the city because there was jobs, there was opportunity, there was a lot of a lot of community. So me and my mom came to Southwest. She got a job. She worked for the factories, the butcher factories that were around. I remember smelling the blood on her shoes, but that was her job. Um, and I haven't left the city because I love it. My neighborhood is very diverse, very beautiful, very vibrant. And I've been very engaged in the city. So for me, I feel like Detroit is home and where I want to stay and invest myself. Tell the story of what led you to run for office. Yes, this question has been asked a few times now. It's it's nice to reflect back. Um, frankly, growing up, I never wanted to be a politician. I grew up protesting them. We live in a city that is full of activists and organizers, and I'm really proud of that. Um, I really started to think about this when I started to see people like Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib back when she was a state rep. She was my rep. Um, I remember one year when I was in high school going into college, there was some some like thumping that I was hearing on the ground. Um, my mentor told me to call my state rep. I laughed. I said, why? It's a politician. They'll never respond. But he's like, do it. And so I, I did. And she didn't pick up, but I left a voicemail. I rolled my eyes and left a voicemail. Um, she called me back the next day and said, hey, what's the issue? What's the problem? This is Rashida. I'm your state rep. And ever since then, I've been involved because I've seen her do the work. I've attended every community meeting, every every nonprofit's work, um, and since my engagement, Rashida Stephanie Chang, Congress, uh, Senator Stephanie Chang, and my uh, my councilwoman Raquel have really implanted the seed that hey, you're very engaged. Why don't you run for office one day? Um, so it's been I think many years in the making of me. Um, feeling like I'm worthy enough, um, feeling like I had to do a lot of things prior to making this decision, um, but I've made it because it's been it's been asked of me and it feels like I'm answering to a call. What is your understanding of the duties of the office you are running for? Yeah, so they have a lot. So city council, they oversee the budgets, um, they oversee the functionalities of the city. For me, it's also making sure that city council members respond to their constituents. So I'm on doors right now, and one of the major things that constituents want are someone to reply when they say, hey, my garbage wasn't picked up, or hey, my alley is being overgrown by, by weeds or trees. So it's making sure that that's functioning. And there's a lot of departments that um, the city of Detroit um, finances. So we've got the police department. Um, we have you know community development, small business. Um, local health. So there's a lot of things that we cover. Um, so it's about making sure the city has those things up and running, um, fully funded, and we have good employees that are doing the job. Are you familiar with and what is your position on the Detroiters Bill of Rights? I am familiar with it. I think it's really great. I think it's really inspiring to see people from the grassroots organization like Detroit Action, folks that I organized with as an organizer, working together with local officials like Councilwoman Raquel Casilla Lopez and Mary Sheffield, who I believe were also a part of that work. So for me, it's exciting to see. I know today we also just passed the, the memorandum, I believe, um, for reparations for, for, for Detroiters in the city, which is really exciting. So more things like that are possible and I think are things that I definitely want to be pushing. What is your position on water shutoffs and water affordability in the city of Detroit? 
think we definitely need to pass the city charter. So in the city, in the city charter itself, it mentions that there's policies around how much to charge Detroiters and making sure that we don't charge above 3% uh, 3 of our income, um, making sure that right now we do have a memorandum on water shot offs, so extending that, um, making sure that, again, and we could, like, through our policies, make sure that we don't have any more water shot offs if we are able to pass our Detroit city charter. So making sure that we do that in August and that, and that we're able to, to follow through with those policies. How would you enhance Detroit's neighborhoods and which neighborhoods would be your priority? Any specific one? Yes. So there's, a lot, I think, a lot of neighborhoods, mine included. I live in 48210, so Condon area. Um, there are missing streetlights, lots of potholes, abandoned buildings. It's really not safe. Places as well, I know in 48217, um, residents there feel very ignored. So making sure that those communities like mine, like 48217, like the other zip codes that may feel like they're not being invested in are prioritized. That's definitely something that I want to do. What is your plan and position on abandoned properties like schools throughout the city of Detroit owned by the Land Bank Authority? Yeah, so there's a lot of, I think, different creative solutions. So the larger buildings, I think for that, making sure that there's a lot of nonprofits, there's a lot of organizations, there's a lot of black clubs that are very interested in making sure that we are investing in these buildings. I know in my neighborhood alone, we always drive by maybe like the empty YMCA that's right across from Clark Park, and we ourselves really want to be the ones that are investing in that. So I think it's about prioritizing Detroiters, the nonprofits, the organizations that have always been around, that have always thought about what we can do with those spaces and giving us priority, giving us grant access, whatever it is that we need. Um, I'm not a fan about having new people coming in and taking over really prime real estate that residents could be using themselves. What's your position on the repayment of residents who have been overassessed and overpaid property taxes? I think it's important. I think it's really, I'm really happy that's happening. I'm actually wondering where we are in that process. I know some of the research that we're doing, um, that a lot of that issue also came through the county. So me, myself, um, as the policy research director at my organization, we're looking into that now and trying to see where are we in this process? Are folks being paid back for those over assessments? Because those things need to happen. What's your definition of police reform? Do you feel it's needed in Detroit? If so, in what ways? What is your position on facial recognition technology? Yeah, so I'll start there with facial recognition. I think it's completely something that we should not have in our cities. It's been proven to not increase safety. It's actually been proven to create more harm than good. So very much opposed to making to, to any kind of facial recognition or truly any kind of intense technology that we know costs a lot of money, but actually doesn't yield results for safety. So the point about police reform, frankly, I think that we've seen that reform has not supported, has not helped. But as I'm talking to residents, they, many Detroiters, many black residents believe that Detroit needs police to equal safety. So I think for me, it's about making sure that the police we do have are trained well, are being held accountable, have what they need to do their jobs well. If there is a call with someone that has dealing with a mental health issue or dealing with something else that is outside of the realms of policing, making sure that we establish those systems. I'm a social worker and I'm already looking at different cities that are doing department breakups, taking things out of the police department and, and turning them into a different departments. Because um, for me, I think that might be solving some of the solutions, some, some of the issues that we're dealing with now. What do you see as the future of Detroit? 
It's really exciting. So for me, I think that if we continue to do what we're doing, which is I think really planting seeds, like for me, like for the people that I'm working with in my team, together collectively, we can make the change that we wanna see. I was just reflecting on really, I've been around um, Detroit Future City, not the nonprofits, but the Detroit Future City that met at Cass Corridor with all the different organizations that really invested in Detroit Future Youth. I was a part of Detroit Future Youth. So it's inspiring to know that I've been in spaces that are very diverse, that are rooted in community, that are talking about the issues, and then seeing us really take on these leadership positions. So for me, I see the future of Detroit's like that, having the people that have always been here taking these positions, really leading in the ways that we want to, 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 be, to be led and to be investing in these really creative, bold solutions that we need. It's a good question. I think Detroiters should vote for me because I love the city. I think many times, for a long time, Detroiters think that they've made it if they've left the city. I'm frankly the only one left in my family out of a huge extended family that came to Southwest Detroit. They all now live downriver. But for me, I love the city. And if we want to see a change, we need to be here and create that change. And that's what I'm doing. So Detroiters should vote for me because they have someone that cares, that's going to be around to make sure that we see the change that we need and really invest in leadership that will continue to do this work after me.